Manx Radio's Update with Paul Moran. Faster my good evening, it's half past five and this is update for Wednesday 25th of January from Manx Radio. A 30-minute look at the latest news on the Isle of Man, plus background to the news, sport, business, sea watch and travel updates, plus the newsmakers in person tonight. Treasury pays two former MHKs 22,500 each. Following an age discrimination tribunal, Manx Utilities are yet to draw on their £26 million loan. The assisted dying consultation closes tomorrow. A family feel let down by the justice system. A new merchandise partner is agreed for TT. And an Aussie rider is looking forward to returning to the TT this year. Man Benham for all your business and legal needs. Now at the time of 5.31, let's get the latest headlines with Lewis Foster. Fast am I, Lewis? Fast am I. Treasury will have to pay two former MHKs £22,500 each after settling an appeal against a tribunal ruling. The government lodged an appeal against the tribunal's finding that it should pay Geoffrey Boots and Martin Perkins almost £34,000 due to age discrimination. Manx Utilities is warning despite it not touching a £26 million government subsidy to freeze electricity prices, it doesn't spell the end of the global energy crisis. In September last year, government capped electricity tariffs with the loan designed to assist the authority with the costs. The MUA is currently forecast to come in below its £50.5 million budgeted deficit. And Onken commissioners say they will move forward together after complaints from board members about other members' conduct. It was revealed in a Freedom of Information request that the local authority had spent over £8,500 on legal advice over commissioners' behaviour in just over a year. In the international news, in the last few moments, the White House has confirmed the US is to send 31 M1 Abrams tanks to Ukraine. It comes as Germany has agreed to send its powerful Leopard 2 tanks to Kyiv and has allowed other countries to send theirs too. A triple killer who sought asylum in the UK has been sentenced to life in prison for murdering a man during a dispute over an e-scooter. Luangin Abdul Rahimzai killed 21-year-old Thomas Roberts in Bournemouth last year. And London's police chiefs revealed he expects two or three of his own officers a week to appear in court in the coming months on charges including dishonesty and violence. Sir Mark Rowley says he wants to rid the Met of people who corrupt its integrity. Those are the headlines. I'll be back with more at six o'clock. Man Benham. Contact us by phone, video call, email or face-to-face. We're happy to connect with you. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Dry this evening and tonight with some clear intervals with minimum temperatures around 4 degrees. Tomorrow is going to be dry and bright with lengthy sunny spells. And a light to moderate northerly wind, the highest temperature tomorrow, 8 degrees. Uh, Sunrise is tomorrow at 8.16 in the morning. Uh, Sunsets uh, tomorrow night at 4.47. Uh, The outlook Friday will be dry and bright at first, but it turns increasingly cloudy with top temperatures around 8 degrees. Uh, Low water tonight is at 8.31. It's down to 0.7 metres. High water uh, very early tomorrow morning at 2.20, 6.7 metres. Low water uh, later tomorrow at 8.37 in the morning at uh, 0.8 metres. 
And then high water tomorrow afternoon is at 2.43. Visit the Banks Glass and Glazing website and see our range of products from windows to doors, mirrors to splashbacks. Manxglass.com. Manx Utilities has yet to draw on a £26 million loan to help the cost of freezing electricity prices on the island until the end of March. But the authority's chair, Tim Johnson, is warning that doesn't mean the Isle of Man is out of the woods over the global energy crisis. Whilst there have been reductions in short-term wholesale energy markets recently, <coughs> wholesale gas price projections remain significantly higher than previous long-term average prices. This means it is unlikely Manx Utilities can continue to absorb the level of excess energy costs expected over the next 12 months. If none of the money is actually used up by the 31st of March 2023, will that result in a zero sum in terms of the cost to the MUA? For the current tariff of 22 pence per unit to be sustainable, the wholesale gas price would need to be around 150 pence per firm. Since August 2022, the wholesale gas price has been above 150 pence for around 112 days. Council decision to freeze tariffs has, has cost Manx Utilities around £26 million in revenues foregone, but of course has helped to shield customers over a very difficult period of time. In terms of the final figure given as the £26 million, how was that decision being made in terms of there was a pot available from the government, but the MUA appears to have used other sources of funding to ensure that the current price fees can be maintained? Is that a correct interpretation? Yes, in, in, in essence, when the price cap was discussed back in, back in August, as I say, at the time, uh, the wholesale gas price was around about 561 pence a firm, if I remember rightly. We haven't seen that price sustained going forward. We have seen a, a lower price than that. So it is, Manchester has had the ability to um, absorb the, the existing uh, wholesale price within its, uh, its own facility at this stage. But I have to stress, this is not a sustainable position. There's currently a review going on at the moment on our costs. That has been discussed with the board. That will be discussed with Treasury and Council Ministers going forward to decide what happens on the 1st of April. Island residents are nearly out of time to get their voices heard on prospective legislation relating to assisted dying. A public consultation into the issue closes tomorrow. Siobhan Fletcher has more. The consultation relates to a private member's bill put forward by Dr Alex Allenson, MHK. Leave to introduce the bill was given by the House of Keys on the 14th of June 2022. The aim of the proposed bill is to enable mentally competent adults who are terminally ill to be provided with assistance to end their life at their request. A person is deemed to be terminally ill if a registered medical practitioner has diagnosed them as having a progressive disease which can reasonably be expected to cause their death. The person must be 18 years of age or over and a permanent resident on the Isle of Man. In a statement last week, government clarified that a private member's bill does not form part of the government's legislative programme. Such proposed legislation is a matter for the promoter of the bill and the branches of Tinwald as a parliamentary matter. It's therefore not developed or endorsed by the Isle of Man government and is a matter for members of Tinwald both at policy and legislative level. As a private member's bill, the consultation is not subject to the approach for government departments laid out in the Isle of Man government public engagement and consultation principles. As a private member's bill, the content of the consultation is a matter for the member in charge, in this case Dr Allenson. As such, the Cabinet Office is unable to assist with any queries, and these should be directed to the Office of the Clerk of Tinwald. The consultation is available at consult.gov.im. You're listening to the Isle of Man's quintessential daily news and current affairs roundup. Update on Manx Radio.
In this morning's breakfast programme, we heard from the family of a murder victim who say they feel hugely let down by the probation service, as the person responsible for the loss looks set to be released from prison. We spoke to Justice and Home Affairs Minister Jane Poole-Wilson about the process of a prisoner becoming eligible for parole and why a life sentence often doesn't actually mean life. I think the important point is, one, life does not mean life in prison. It means life with a tariff. Once the individual has served that tariff, which is set by the court, then they can become eligible for parole. I think the other important thing is also that if they are granted parole, anyone who has been given a life sentence would be granted parole on the terms of a licence and that licence remains in place for life. And there will be specific conditions usually attached which are very specific to the offender and to any issues concerning them, and those licence conditions are then in place, which is part of actually managing uh, them in the community going forward. Is it something that you'd want to look at in the future? So I think I think it's a really good question, actually, because it's, I suppose, the balance or, the, or where the lines are drawn in our whole system between what Tinwald as the legislating body does and what the courts do when they are looking at each individual case. So Tinwald has a role. And, um, you know, I've, I've talked before about some of the legislation that we've been trying to modernise, a good example being the Sexual Offences and Obscene Publications Act that we're working on to bring into effect. Now, if you look at that legislation, that legislation sets out some uh, sentences uh, that that Tin will think, actually, yes, if you've committed a serious offence like this, you could be imprisoned for up to a period and then it will it will specify the period. What then happens, of course, in practice is an individual case that is before the courts, it is the court's determination as to what the sentence should be in that particular case. Um from my, from my perspective, I do think you know we do need to be uh, thoughtful as as Timwald about what our sentences look like in terms of our legislation, and certainly there's a piece of work that uh, I am very keen that we try and progress during this administration. Which- the amount of money granted by a tribunal to two-form MHKs in an age discrimination case against Treasury has been cut following an appeal by government. Geoffrey Boot and Martin Perkins were originally granted £34,000 but will now receive £22,000 each. Sean Cowper was at this morning's hearing. Treasury announced last week that it had lodged an appeal against the judgment due to what it called the substantial legal principles in question and a significant level of public interest. However, First Deemster Andrew Corlett heard this morning that the two parties had now agreed to settle. At the tribunal, the two former politicians argued that it was discriminatory not to give them a resettlement payment offered to MHKs under the age of 60 who lose their seats at an election. Originally, the tribunal awarded a £33,778.50 payment, but this will now be reduced to 22561 as a result of today's agreement. Legal representatives for Treasury and Mr Boot described this as a pragmatic commercial settlement, while Mr Perkins, representing himself, said, I couldn't afford costs if I'd lost the appeal. Mr Perkins went on to tell the court he believed the case had brought Parliament into disrepute and that Tinwald's Emoluments Committee had been warned of the age discrimination issue. He added that he was quite niggled to see Treasury posting on Facebook about the decision to appeal, describing it as totalitarian and questioning whether it was right to discuss an ongoing appeal on social media. 
Deemster Corlett assured the hearing he would not have been influenced by social media comments, while Treasury's advocate insisted the matter was of considerable interest and the public was owed an explanation. Tinwald has since updated the resettlement scheme for MHKs who lose their seats, removing the age qualification. And then a statement issued this afternoon. Treasury welcomes the conclusion of the matter and says the decision to appeal was carefully considered and reached whilst taking into account the legal principles in question and significant public interest. The relevant legislation will be updated following agreement by Tinwald. Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. So the Ben McCree left Haysham at uh, quarter past two this afternoon and slightly ahead of uh, time is already in Douglas Harbour and is going to be turning around at uh, 7.45 heading to Haysham. Should be a Haysham roundabout half past 11 and then the overnight sailing is at 2.15 when the Ben will be coming back to Douglas and should be in Douglas round about six o'clock tomorrow morning. For more information, head to manxradio.com, click onto news, then click onto travel. Follow the Steam Packet on Twitter for the latest sailing information. The Department for Enterprise has joined forces with Cube Partnership for the production of official Isleman TT Races merchandise. Earlier this month, Motorsport Merchandise confirmed it will no longer be producing TT products. Its store on Duke Street is set to shut after being merchandise providers for the last 34 years. Rianne Evans has more. The new supplier will be delivering a range of merchandise products ahead of TT 2023 and also facilitate the year-round availability of official merchandise products on island by collaborating with local independent retailers. Cube's commercial director, Andy Bow, says we will be looking to work alongside the Isle of Man's business and retail community and will be visiting the Isle of Man shortly to meet with local retailers who are interested in stocking TT merchandise ahead of this year's event. In addition, we are also recruiting locally for staff to work on the event and will be offering training programmes for people to develop sports industry retail experience. As well as the delivery of an on-island retail programme, the full range of official TT merchandise will also be be available for consumers online at iomttraces.com and in retail concessions at the TT Grandstand and Nobles Park throughout the TT fortnight. Manx Radio Business Briefing. Jaguar Land Rover has posted its first profit for two years after bumper sales of its newest Range Rover. The Indian-owned car maker, which has a head office in Coventry, said it had sold 5,000 of its new Range Range Rover SV Luxury 4x4 since its launch in October. At an average selling price of £180,000, the model has netted £900 million for the business and helped Jaguar Land Rover record its first profit since the COVID-19 pandemic. UK and European markets closed lower following a loss in the previous session despite data showing improved business sentiment in Germany and an uptick in Eurozone services and manufacturing activity. US stocks tumbled after lacklustre forecasts from Microsoft and other corporations reporting earnings dampened the outlook for technology stocks weighing on the broader market. Oil steadied after a decline in the previous session and gold prices slipped from a nine-month peak hit in the previous session as the dollar steadied. The Stock Market Report. 
Brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. Markets at the close. The FTSE 100 was down 0.16% at 7744. DAX also down 0.08% at 15081. At 5 o'clock, Dow Jones also closed down 0.56% at 33547. S&P 500 uh, down 0.76% at 3986. And the Nasdaq also down 1.04% at 11216. The exchange rates, the pound will buy you one2 $237 and the pound will buy 1.135 euros and in compo- uh, commodities gold per troy ounce uh, was down 0.4% at $1936 and Brent crude oil was up 0.14% at 86 spot $59 The world was a very different place when Ramsey Crookall set up business back in 1946 But his passion for providing outstanding service and looking after every client as if they were one of the family has endured for over 76 years. So if you're looking for the continuity of a personal, bespoke investment strategy, perhaps it's time to look at our discretionary services. Trustworthy, dependable and tailored. Ramsey Crookle, the island's investment specialist. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookle.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. A meeting to discuss the future of St Paul's Church is scheduled to take place at Foxdale Primary School tomorrow evening. The 147-year-old building has been closed to the public since last year due to safety concerns. A Reverend Canon Janice Ward says they're, they're hoping to find a way to sustain it going forward. One of the critical things for St Paul's Church at the moment is not just the declining numbers of people that are regularly using it, but the fact that being a building that is now heading towards 150 years old and although it has had significant work done on it over those years and particularly in the recent past it still needs something in the region of £250,000 to really bring it up to scratch. Before the building was closed we had two services per month a messy church that would get between a dozen and 18 on a good day, but only a couple of families regularly from Foxdale Village itself attending. And then on um, one of the other Sundays, a more traditional style of worship, and only one of the 10 people that were regularly coming actually lives in the village. I think, sadly, it's probably well-known across society, not just here in the Isle of Man, but in the UK and other parts of Europe as well, that in terms of people coming for regular worship of any denomination, there has been an overall decline. And that, I think, has been particularly seen and felt in rural communities. Just to reiterate, this is an overall very sad set of circumstances and the decision that the PCC made at the beginning of this year has not by any means been an easy one to come to. Manx Radio Sport.
Rob Pritchard has the sport for us tonight. Faster my Rob. Faster my good evening. Starting with golf and Manx golfer Anna Dawson will make her professional debut in Africa at the start of next month. The competitor from Peel is set to take part in the Magical Kenya Ladies Open, an event on the Ladies European Tour from the 1st to the 5th of February. It's after Dawson put in some impressive displays to finishing Category 16 of the Ladies European Tour Qualifying School in Spain in December. Speaking to the Comus Mount Murray Resort recently, she says her competition schedule isn't completely certain at this stage, but there will be some exciting opportunities. Really hard to predict about how many tournaments I'll get and everything, but what they said they did an intro at like the start of final stage, kind of what got what last year, and obviously it was still COVID, so it is tricky, but I think the last person who finished in my category got a minimum of 14 events on the European Tour, so... I'm hoping, obviously, I can just get what I can and then go and take advantage of them tournaments and, yeah, just do as well as I can. Magical Kenya Ladies Open, it's going to be my first professional event, debut on European tour, so starting pretty quickly. Meanwhile, in hockey and rising Ireland star Sienna Dunn has secured big success on different fronts over the last week in competition in the UK. Last Friday, she was part of the Repton School side, which went on to win the Under-18 National Indoor Cup in front of a home crowd. Meanwhile, in the two days after that, she competed for Repton Ladies in the Women's Super 6 Premier League, making three appearances and scoring once in each match as the team went on to secure a runners-up place in the competition. That meant her side qualified for the England Hockey Super 6's finals at the Olympic Park in London this coming Sunday, where they'll take on Manchester-based club Bowden in the semi-finals. And in football, one fixture this evening in the Jackson's Isle of Man Under-18s League, which will see current league leaders Onken in action. Under the floodlights of the bowl later, they'll take on second from bottom Colby, who are without a win since their opening game of the campaign. A victory for Onken tonight would take them on to 16 points for the season. Meanwhile, the other game which had been scheduled for tonight between Braddon and second-place Union Mills has been awarded as a walkover to the away side. <laughs> Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Nothing being reported uh, to us on the roads at the moment. Down at the airport, all is quiet, everything on time. Liverpool, Gatwick uh, departures and also the arrivals from uh, Manchester, Gatwick and also Liverpool. On the roads in the capital, uh, patching work still continues at Princess Road. Douglas Avenue is closed for gas repairs. Heading south, section of St Mark's Road closed for resurfacing. Balabeg, temporary lights on the main road and the Arbury Parish. Uh, in the west, Shore Road closed for patching work and in Peel, currently the prom closed uh, still until April next year for that um, uh, by the pumping station to Weatherglass Corner and in the north, Jerby, the coast road is closed between Jerby and the Len 24 hours a day for resurfacing. More information on the works mentioned, go to manxradio.com, click onto news, then click onto travel. Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Spread your payments interest-free. Get more with... Keyside! The firm proposing to build a solar energy farm just north of Castletown has published the comments from the island-wide consultation to their plans. It's also given the response to them. Criticisms including placing the farm in the south and not the clearer north and fears it would affect planes landing at Ronaldsway. John Moss has been looking at the comments. It's an 84-acre site between Malou Road and Douglas Road, northwest of Castletown. The proposals were first made public in October last year. Peel Cubico Renewables is the name of the firm. It's a joint venture firm, Peel Natural Resource and Energy and international energy firm Cubico. The facility, we're told, represents a £30 million investment over its 40-year anticipated life. The most common criticism in the consultation was the loss of prime agricultural land. 
The firms say it's 0.07% of Manx agricultural land and is of middling quality. They say the solar panels would be raised on struts, leaving the ground underneath available for grazing and for wildlife. At the end of the facility's lifespan, they say, can all be removed. The site... Why not in the sunnier north, say some? Well, the panels, the firm say, need to be south-facing on ideally sloping ground. There are few spots like that in the north. Why not put the panels on rooftops of houses? Quite a number of cons, say the firm. They include substantially increased costs. How about affecting flights at the airport by dazzling pilots? The panels, we're told, could be aligned in such a manner that that would not be an issue. So now it all goes to the planners. But could Comin show an interest? Energy provision is a subject very much under discussion on the island at the moment. This is the most listened to Isle of Man news source. And Manx Radio's update is the Isle of Man's most downloaded news podcast. And finally, Aussie TT rider Dave O'Johnson has confirmed he'll be back on the Snaefell Mountain course in 2023. However, he's staying coy at the moment on who he might be riding for at this year's TT. I'm 100% going to be there and I'm definitely not going to make any silly uh, silly mistakes like I did just before the TT last year. And I've got a plan, so um, yeah, I will be back and uh, and I'll be fighting fighting for uh, for good positions and um, and enjoying myself along the way because I can't live without it. I mean, it's it's this will be my fourth year away from the actual TT, so yeah, I'll be yeah four years since the last TT, which is uh, yeah sounds crazy, but um, I'm. Yeah, I'm raring to go and I'm hungrier than ever. So, um, yeah, very much looking forward to it. Reading between the lines then, you have a deal in place, but you can't reveal what it is? I can't reveal it just yet, but yeah, it's done. Deal done, uh, which uh, was, it was pretty uh, stressful time just getting everything organised. I mean, there was a few uh, different people I was talking to. Um, and, uh, yeah, because I missed the TT, it's, it is sort of out of sight, out of mind, um, and I'm going to be a risk for, for some of the teams because they maybe I, they feel that I can't get the results, which I know in my heart that uh, I'm riding as good as I ever have, if not better. Um, so, yeah, now the deal's done, I can just focus on um, on being uh, 100% myself and, and uh, getting there and getting the job done. But, um, yeah, the, 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 the deal has been signed and it, the, uh, the press release will come out soon, hopefully. That's it for Update Combined from the resources from Manx Radio's news department. Thanks to newsreader Lewis Foster and producer Rhian Evans. After the news at six, it's Spotlight with Howard Kane. Chatting to Douglas Coral Union about young Frankenstein, hearing from a bunch of youngsters at the Peel Centenary Centre, plus a catch-up with Kensington Arts. Greatest hits with Chris Kenley at 6.30. The Opera Hour with Ernie Thorne is at nine tonight. After Hours with Rhian Evans at ten. Whatever you're doing tonight, keep well, stay safe. Just take a look at the menu at Port St. Mary Golf Pavilion. Lunch is served seven days a week and there's so much choice, whether you fancy a sandwich, a hearty meal or coffee and homemade cake. Port St. Mary Golf Pavilion is a hidden gem tucked away down at Callow Point, where every visitor will receive a warm welcome, superb quality and great value. For menus and opening times, visit their Facebook or click psmpavilion.im. Time for food, time to visit Port St. Mary Golf Pavilion. 
Hospice Isle of Man's lottery is now bigger and better than ever before. With huge rollover jackpots of up to £10,000 and 32 guaranteed cash prizes to be won every single month for just £5 a ticket. What are you waiting for? It's the fun, easy way to support hospice and the people we care for. So sign up now at hospice.org.im slash lottery or call 672222. Players must be 16 or over. See website for terms and conditions. Keyside Tyres and Service Centre are pleased to announce their expansion with the island's only brand new solely dedicated service centre for electric and hybrid vehicles. Kitted out to the latest EFRA regulations. Book your vehicle in for a full service or an annual check with our fully qualified city and guilds technicians. Enjoy an electric car experience and book an electric courtesy car. Available while any vehicle is being serviced. The future is electric. The future is... Coquille storage, Coquille storage. Call Coquille removals and storage today. We'll store your goods day after day. Safe and secure around the clock. When it comes to storage, we do the lot. Coquilles offer a huge range of storage solutions. From single items to full households, single pallet to full container storage. We also offer secure storage for cars. 675-495, storage solutions all the time. You can be sure we'll get the job done. Click CorkillRemovals.com. Discover Bathline, the new name in bathrooms at Haldane Fisher. Visit their brand new bathroom and tile showroom in Douglas for a stunning range of bathroom styles and designs. Or get inspired online at bathline-bathrooms.im. Whether traditional or contemporary, Bathline's dedicated in-house bathroom designers will bring your dream bathroom to life. Bathline at Haldane Fisher. Designed for living. Are you a reluctant landlord? Tired of tenant hassles? Cursed by constant maintenance? Tormented by empty properties producing no rent? Want to escape these worries or get out altogether? At Prime Lettings, we understand your pain and have bespoke solutions to release you from these problems. Ring us on 616 707 for a free confidential chat. Prime Lettings. We're on call and on the ball at 616 707. My Protein's nutritional expertise and the convenience of frozen, healthy high-protein meals that taste great. Meal prep without the prep. Exclusive frozen brands at ShopRite Douglas.